Periodically, we have a time where we bring somebody in who's engaged not just in giving to that work, but has actually gone to do the work. And so that's what you're going to hear uh, this morning. And so I, I want to invite you to open your hearts uh, and your minds to what God would have to speak to you. You are in for a treat uh, this morning. And I'm going to uh, ask our NMI, our missions president, Daryl, to come and introduce our speakers. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Hey, we have a wonderful opportunity, as Pastor said. Uh, I've got to introduce some friends of mine, Bernie and Rhonda Slingerland. They have been the real deal. I mean, they're out on the field. They bring people to know Jesus. Uh, Rhonda, uh, she did important stuff. I, I just basically say anything south of the border of Central America and Mexico and all the Caribbean, all these. She kept track of all the dimes and nickels and all the important stuff that had to happen that way. And Bernie, this guy is uh, just a calling of being an evangelist out there. I mean, you can't get on a bus and go someplace with him where the driver doesn't come to know Jesus. One time we're, we're walking down the streets of Panama. There's two, three, maybe four of us together. It starts raining buckets. And these people, they've got this big porch roof out, and they say, hey, guys, come over here under the porch roof. Well, before we left, seven of the people in that family at that household came to know Jesus. This is, this is just what this guy does. It's in there, you know, God raised them up to do these things. They called him to do it. It's a calling. Uh, everybody has a calling in your life. Sometimes you find it early, and sometimes it takes a little longer. But I want to uh, tell you that uh, these are the real deals. And, and remember this, uh, those who of us are, are, are going to uh, Guatemala next month, we've got a team meeting following service in the pizza thing uh, back in the boardroom area. It's across the hall from the teens. And those who have interest in going to Africa next summer, the same thing. And so uh, we're going to spend time. You can talk to... Uh, Bernie and Rhonda personally and ask him questions about things they've spoken here and so forth. Anyway, uh, at this point, if you would go ahead and run the video, it will be good.
Thank you, Daryl, for that great introduction. Now I'm going to tell you the rest of the story. Thirty years ago, I was practicing law in Colorado Springs, Colorado. It was my dream job. I was made a full partner of the largest law firm in the Rocky Mountain region. I was serving the Lord at the church, at First Church of the Nazarene in Colorado Springs. I was in a Denver law firm, but living in Colorado Springs, so it was the best of both worlds. You know, it was a great situation. Then I met this Nazarene Bible College student, and we went out on a date. Now, on that first date, he said to me, Rhonda, I have a call to ministry. I have a call to be a missionary. And I said, well, you know, that's really great, Bernie. Um, but I don't. And I don't want one. As a matter of fact, I'm not changing what I'm doing for the love of any man. I am not changing what I'm doing unless God himself speaks to me. I know, you're, you're like, who did they invite to speak here? Anyway, we kept dating. And not only that, we got married without really answering that elephant in the room, as it was. After a couple of years, God started to speak to me. And I started hearing his voice that he was calling me into the ministry and that he was calling me to pursue ministry as a career. I left my law firm. We left Colorado Springs. To make a very long and painful story short, we went on the field. We lived in Central and South America, Venezuela, Costa Rica, Guatemala, Panama. 23 years we served the Lord in missions. And God was faithful. God was faithful in every aspect. Absolutely faithful. I can stand here and say that. Then we were asked to come back to the United States five years ago, and Bernie was at Harvest Partners, Jesus Film Harvest Partners, and I was at the Global Ministry Center, which is our Nazarene headquarters in the Kansas City area. And I really loved my job. I got to work with our general counsel, so I didn't have to activate a law degree, but I was able to use some of those legal skills in ministry and to help our global church. Now I'll tell you part two of that in a little bit. God is doing a new thing. Listen to the Lord who created you. The one who formed you says, Do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. This is the call of God. He is calling people all over the world to do a new thing. What is he saying? Adam, Eve, Adam, Eve. He's looking for people everywhere to come to him. He loves you. He wants you to have a personal relationship with him. And so he's calling out. And then we hear about this word to be born again that comes into play. God is calling us into a 
relationship with him. Uh, C.S. Lewis called this, um, you know, when we are lost and the Holy Spirit is looking for us, the hound of heaven is going after us, cornering us, so we experience God. Well, that's happening here. It's happening in Africa. It's happening everywhere. God wants us back. You know, he paid a price for you. He wants you. He wants your heart. He wants all of you so you can be a relationship with him. And like I was uh, helping Daryl clean out their pond with a power washer, he wants to get rid of the scum in our lives so we can be free. And uh, Daryl had a lot of scum in this pond, let me tell you that. Anyway, uh, but a lot of us have a lot of scum in our lives too, and we need to get that out of there. And who can do it? Jesus Christ. And that, by being born again, he cleans us up and he uses us Um, the way we are with our unique personalities to make a difference in this world. And like in Africa, there are sports ministries that are reaching out to people so they can be born again. People love sports there just like they like it here. And so why not play soccer with them and allow them to enjoy that? And then using personal evangelism, uh, had a chance to go to this elementary school while we were um, speaking village to village and sharing the gospel. And this director said, wow, you know, let's just shut down the school and uh, gather with all um, of you over here on the grass and share with us. And so that's what they did. And there were like 50 uh, administrators that were involved in that too, and teachers. And so he shared the gospel, sang some beautiful songs they did and we did, and then the gospel was shared, and these people came to Christ. They were born again. Two-thirds of that crowd came to Christ that day. People are open to the gospel in Kenya and other African countries. There's a unique openness because like you saw, um, there's an incredible um, number of people that are younger in age. 30 30 years and younger is what we find um, in in Africa, 78% of the population. And so people are searching for meaning, searching for why they must do things. So we went from hut to hut, village to village, sharing the gospel, and these people were becoming born again, receiving the power of God in their lives. It's not just a fable. It's not just a story. It's about the power of God intervening and changing everyone's life. Germans and South Africans are are working together and doing outreaches in the Church of the Nazarene. Isn't that great? We have churches that are over 120 years old in Cape Verde, Africa, and they're baptizing new people regularly. People are being born again, and people are receiving the power of God, the lifetime transformation of knowing Jesus personally and knowing that their sins are forgiven and that God's presence will enter their lives so they can have a personal relationship with Him. And these new people are going on to grow into wonderful uh, young believers, and a lot of them are going on to become leaders in the Church of the Nazarene. And this is happening um, in many of the countries in Africa as people come to Christ. Yes, a new thing. God is doing a new thing. His presence is flowing like a river through us. Well, here's another new thing I'm going to read for you. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will be only for those who walk in God's ways, and fools will never walk there. 
Well, what Isaiah is talking about, this was a prophecy of what would come. And he's talking about how we can receive the fullness of the Spirit. Yes, you're born again and praise the Lord, but Isaiah is saying, I want to transform your heart so there can be a highway of holiness, a streams of living water flowing from your person. And how can that happen? It happens when you confess the boss nature, and I do too. God, I have this nature I've been born with. I just want to be in control. I'm a control freak. And everything that happens, I want to know the future. I want to know this. I want to, and God's going, that's my job. When are we going to confess that we have this nature? And when we do, then the Holy Spirit can take control and fill us with His Spirit daily in a new, fresh way so we can do the things Jesus Christ wants us to do. Our God has it all figured out. You don't need to figure it out. You just need to obey, and I do too. And when we do, His uh, presence begins to filtrate and transform us so we can be like Christ and follow and do what our Father in heaven wants us to do. The spiritful life is a wonderful life. It is a life of knowing that God can speak to you every day, not just on Sundays or not when you just have your devotionals. He's wanting to speak while you're at work. In fact, these people are at a holiness conference in Africa, and they're receiving teaching about receiving the fullness of God. And then in Ethiopia, more people are receiving preaching, teaching about surrendering their lives to the Holy Spirit. At the same time in Freetown, these people in Botswana are surrendering to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit can do what He wants anytime He wants, not just on Sundays. And the new thing that God is doing is people are surrendering and experiencing God and a new freshness, and they're excited about serving Him. They'll go where He wants them to go and do what uh, uh, he, he wants them to do. And this is not just for missionaries. It's not just for evangelists. It's not just for pastors. It's for everyone. This is the Spirit-filled life, 24-7. God is speaking. He wants to get into your life and impact your life daily. That's what's being preached here. These people are receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit. They're surrendering their lives, saying, I don't want to be a control freak anymore. The new thing, the Spirit of God flowing through us like a river. Can you just sense that? Well, here's another new thing I want to share with you. But forget all that, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already be, uh, begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. And yes, I will make rivers and the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. Isaiah is talking about, you know what? God's going to maybe call spirit-filled people to do new things, whatever. <laughs> Are you open to that? God is leading his people to do the new thing. And he is probably speaking to some of you today about doing something right now. And, um, and that's all right, because that's your Lord speaking to you, and he wants to guide you and direct you. And our role is to obey, to step out in faith and obey. And when we do, then that unlocks a train of activity where we begin to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit on that new thing. So I want to encourage you, take the step. Do the new thing that God is asking you to do. These people are asked to plant churches in, in Madagascar. That's a new thing. Maybe the new thing he has for you will be different, but new uh, gatherings are happening in Rwanda. 
women are gathering together and, and celebrating the new thing that God is doing in their lives. And then in Ethiopia, leadership conferences, these people are celebrating, doing a new thing. The church can be alive today, doing new things. Do you have a new thing that God is speaking to you about? Leaders in East Africa being told there's a new thing you can do. Or NYI leaders having retreats for a new thing. What new thing will he speak to you about? New leaders in Kenya are being raised up and they're going, why did you select me? Well, God's doing a new thing, using leaders that are open to be utilized, like a new flower blossoming. He wants to do a new thing in your life. You don't have to be old and stagnant or even young and stagnant. He can do a new thing today. Lake Victoria District, they're doing new things. There's training through the help of the Jesus film in Cameroon and then in Zimbabwe and Malawi, pastors are being ordained. And then at African Nazarene University, 27 to 30 different countries are coming to this university and they are doing new things. They are being challenged to be different and to um, face the world with the power of God so the river of the Holy Spirit can flow through their lives. What does it mean? Well, take me to the river. <laughs> You're saying, what do you mean by that? Well, the holiness of God is a flowing river. If you can just imagine a river flowing on this altar right here, and uh, the presence of God is calling to people that are hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Some of them don't even know God. Some of them do, and this river is flowing. You can just feel the emotion of the river, and you can, you can feel the, the moisture, and you're going, oh, I'm dry. I need to jump in. Well, how can you get in the river of holiness? I'm going to jump in. No, you can't. You need Jesus Christ to enter the river. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ can you be forgiven, I be forgiven for my sin. And so as we enter the river through Christ, we have access. But then there's a problem of, well, I really don't want to go out that in the deep water. Jesus says, come to me. Oh, I don't want to, Jesus. I'm comfortable here. And so the tension of being in the middle of control is an issue. And so we need to surrender the Holy Spirit because Jesus is saying, Come to me and I'll allow you to go in the depths of my love and we'll do new things together. And so as I surrender by saying, I, I have this boss of nature, I give it to you, Jesus, and fill me with your presence so I can join you. He takes our hand and we go out in the depths and we go cruising down the river with Jesus. Could you imagine that? Just cruising with Jesus, floating. And then all of a sudden he says, hey, I got a project for you over here. You ready to do it? Yeah. And he drops you off and then he pulls you back in. He says, hey, I got another one over here. And anything he wants you to do, me to do, we'll do it because he is alive 24-7 in my life and in your life. Isn't that great? The river of holiness, the river that flows, impacts, changes, helps people see that um, what we're doing in this world is not just a Sunday service, which is important. It's a seven-day-a-week deal, folks. And the river reminds us of the flowing spirit that is flowing through you. Jesus said, well, rivers of uh, living water flow out of your, you know, your, your being. Well, that's what's happening as you see these rivers. Be reminded of the flow of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to do the new thing. And this fresh water tells us 
that we need to be born again to enter the river, the flow of the river, and then receive the fullness of Christ when we surrender the Holy Spirit and allow Him to be Lord all the time, then we can get into the depths of the river. And then when He says, do this, do that, we just say, yes, yes, and we obey. We don't hesitate, man. We're ready to jump in and just do what He asks. And when we do that, He is glorified. He is blessed, and we are too. That's the plan, the new thing. Okay, time for part two. After 23 years in Latin America, we came back to the States, as I mentioned. Bernie was with Jesus Film Harvest Partners, and I was with the Global Ministry Center. And I really liked my job. Now, by nature, I would call myself a hobbit. If you don't know what that is, you can meet me back there during the pizza time, and I'll be happy to elaborate. But what it really comes down to is I was comfortable, and I have really enjoyed where we lived. We bought a home where I was working. And then after four years, Bernie said, I really sense the Lord wanting me to get him back into international ministry. And so we sold our home. We moved into temporary housing. He left Jesus Film Harvest Partners, and we started praying. Well, we prayed a little bit before then, too. But the, the point was, I thought that we could just stay in Kansas City, and, and Bernie would use that as a home base to do whatever the Lord called him to do. But I was praying, Lord, if you want to direct both of us, I want to hear. I want to hear. Thirty years before, God gave me confirmations. He spoke to me about leaving my law practice. So I was positive that if this was God and I needed to leave this job and we needed to leave Kansas City area, that God would just like he did before, confirm for me and speak to me through these confirmations of any kind. Well, Bernie was hearing confirmations from people, from circumstances, and he'd point them out to me, and I was nothing, nothing, nothing. Lord, where are you? I'm not hearing anything. Is there sin in my life? Am I being, is it my attitude? Am I, why, Lord, what? I'm not hearing you. It's not like before. And Lord, if, if we need to go at the age of 63 to Africa, which was what was offered to us at the time, I need to know it's you. That it isn't Bernie, that it isn't somebody in global mission, that it isn't a human thing, but it's you. I need to know it's you. Why am I not hearing anything? Silence. 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 If anything, I heard, wait patiently on the Lord. But silence. We had a meeting scheduled with Global Mission to tell them yes or no, and that was supposed to be on a Monday. And the Friday before, 
we talked to each other and said, I don't have peace. I don't have peace that God is in this. So we're going to have to tell them no. So I actually felt a sigh of relief, and I went to bed Friday night. Saturday morning, I woke up. Bernie had been up all night praying and had finally gone to sleep, and I was up. And a verse came up on my cell phone, and it wasn't like the verse of the day, or I'm not really sure why it popped up, but it was basically, I am writing to encourage you and to assure you that what you are going through is part of God's grace for you. Stand firm in this grace. What more did I need to hear? This was God telling me, God's grace for me, part of God's grace for me. He was saying, I'm in this. So I woke Bernie up. We're on. And he's like, well, we're on what? What? Monday we went and we told them, we're in. We have no details. We have no idea. But God has shown us he's in this. We're going to trust him for the details. You know, when Bernie was talking about the river, one of the hardest things for us as human beings is to get deep enough where you can't touch. It's always okay to get out this far as long as you know you can touch. But when he says, come deeper, trust me, trust me, that's when we need to know Will we trust him? God is always doing a new thing.
Would you bow your heads with me? Father, your spirit is here. You're moving amongst us. You're speaking. You're speaking to my heart about new things you want to do, Father. Lord, and so I pray every one of us who are gathered here will yield (laughs) that sweet surrender to your spirit, Father. And that you will come in and do a new thing in individual lives, Father. Lord, I, I pray you're calling new people into ministry or into missionary service, Father. That you are calling people into complete surrender to you. That you're calling people into to new life in you. To accept you as Savior and know what it is to be forgiven. And to experience what it is to follow Jesus, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would do that everyone who's gathered here at the front and to all that are gathered in this this room. Father, Lord, we want to cruise with Jesus. We want to cruise with him in life. And, and Father, it's been laid out so well. It's, it's scary to, to step to a place where we can't touch the bottom and we have to trust you. Father, I'm reminded that when we come to the place where we absolutely have to trust you, that's not a bad place. And so, Father, I pray now that as we surrender our hearts and our lives to you, Father, and that you would be glorified as you begin new things in so many lives, Lord. We will praise you, and we will give you thanks, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, church family. Thank you so much for watching this video. We hope that God is inspiring you and working in your life. If so, make sure you send this video to a friend so that they can be impacted by the good news of the gospel as well. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single video. And as always, we hope that God is continuing to work and move in your life. Thanks again for watching. God bless.